Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, Oddings. It's your Ate Sapphire. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to tell you about the short we just released on our YouTube channel. It's an example of what something scary could look like if it was a fully animated show. So head on over to YouTube.com slash Snarled and let us know what you think. If you like it, please share it with your friends and consider supporting the web series and this podcast by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash snarled. Our current patrons had early access to the short. And if you join, you will also get exclusive perks like secret live streams, vlogs, behind the scenes content, and so much more. So the animated short that we posted today takes place in Cebu City. And so I wanted to share some other stories that I've done about the Philippines. These are all episodes that I've made videos for that you can watch on our YouTube channel. So you might notice that my storytelling style has changed quite a bit since I started this show more than two years ago. So that's why these might feel a bit faster, more upbeat than what you might be used to. But I hope you still enjoy them. Hey, I'm Sapphire. Wanna hear something scary? This is a true story from a friend of mine who spent three months living in a haunted house. When Lauren was four years old, her dad got a new job in West Virginia. They bought a nice plot of land where they planned to build their house. It was going to be a while before they would be able to move in, and so they looked around for a house they could live in temporarily. They needed to find a place fast, and so they were excited to find one that was incredibly cheap. They pulled up to a large house made of old dark wood on Kenwood Place. The front yard had a tree from which a rickety old swing swayed in the wind. In the backyard was a pool. This house was built in the 1800s. It's got a lot of charm and history, so are you interested? The realtor said, shoving the contracts in front of them. They barely had a chance to look at the entire house, but Lauren's parents were so desperate to find a place that they weren't even taken aback by how insistent the realtor was. It is a really good deal, Lauren's mom said, and it'll only be temporary. Yes, we'll take it, Lauren's dad told her. Oh, thank God. Congratulations. From the moment they moved into the house, everyone in the family had an uneasy feeling, but because they were desperate, they chose to ignore it. Odd things happened every now and then, like showers turning on and off when no one was in the bathroom. Lights would turn back on after being turned off. Lauren's parents would accuse her of playing with the switches, but Lauren was much too short to reach them. They also kept hearing weird muffled sounds, like groans and crying, all coming from the one room they hadn't had a chance to look at, the basement. It's probably just old pipes, her dad would say. 
A week had passed since they moved in and they decided to celebrate by taking a dip in their new pool. Lauren couldn't swim, so she stayed at the edge, right by her mother. Then the phone inside the house began to ring. Honey, can you keep an eye on Lauren? And no more than one second after she stepped out of the pool, she heard a loud splash. She turned around to find Lauren in the other end of the pool, sinking deeper and deeper under the water. Lauren's mother jumped back in and swam towards her daughter and pulled her out to safety. She has no idea how Lauren ended up on the opposite side of the pool in such a short amount of time. That wasn't the only time something unexplainable happened to Lauren. She never used to have trouble sleeping alone until she moved to that house. Some nights before she went to bed, she would hear a woman say, good night, right as she turned off the lights. And it wasn't her mother's voice. The sounds from the basement continued until one day, her dad decided to go down there and investigate. He opened the door, turned on the lights and screamed. Lauren and her mother came running and her mother told her not to look, but of course she did. There in the basement was an antique electric chair. As it turns out, this house was used as a torture site in the 1800s and many people suffered and lost their lives within these walls. Over the next three months, strange things continued to happen. Lauren's dad had a mysterious cut on his hand that wouldn't heal. Her mother almost suffocated from choking when she wasn't eating. They finally decided to sell the house and stay in a hotel until their new house was finished with construction. The day they left, Lauren saw a man waving goodbye to them on the front steps. It wasn't until they moved out of that house that they learned that the previous owners also had similar things happen to them. And the man who bought the house after them was arrested for being in possession of torture weapons, which he swears didn't belong to him, but were part of the house. Whether or not the people who were killed in that house deserve to die, they've made it very clear that they don't want to be the only ones to suffer there. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This next story is one that is very dear to me. It's a story that my grandpa told me. He loved telling us about all the unbelievable encounters he had when he was younger, living next door to a fairy, hearing giants walking around his house at night. But the following is probably my favorite. This is about my grandpa's encounter with a tiqui in the Philippines. The more widely known name for it is the Mananangal. And this is actually the story that inspired the Something Scary series. I lived in a rural town in the Visayan Islands of the Philippines. 
I was in my mid-twenties and working late one night. It was about two o'clock in the morning when I began to walk my way to the bus station, my way lit only by the full moon. I've walked this path many times. I passed by this house that had a dog in the yard that would always bark at me when I passed. But tonight, it just stared and just watched as I walked by. And that's when I heard it, a very strange sound in the distance. I had heard of the teakweet. It separates from the lower half of its body to fly around at night, searching for any living soul, to rip out their hearts with their talon feet and feast. And when you hear its call, you know it's hungry. So I continued walking towards the bus station and I could still faintly hear the sound. And I saw that there was a security booth with a guard inside. I didn't want to wait at the station alone, so I slipped inside the booth and waited with the guard. I still wasn't sure if I was imagining the sound, but from the look on the guard's face, I'm pretty sure he heard it too. So we both just sat there, motionless. Finally, the bus arrived and I ran out of the booth and onto the bus and rode all the way home. The sounds of the tiki growing fainter and fainter. The next day, I told my coworkers what had happened. And that's when one of them told me, Tiquis are master tricksters. The further away they sound, the closer they are. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers, where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. This next story is one that my mother told me, and she swears every bit of it is true. When my mom was about 11 years old, her, her three siblings, and their parents moved to America from the Philippines. My grandma was friends with a woman named Francine, who lived in Hawaii with her husband, Decoy. She told them they could stay at their house until they got settled in. It was a fairly small house. There was one master bedroom where Francine and Decoy slept, one other bedroom where my mom's family stayed, and a living room area. My mom has many fond memories of living in that neighborhood, like learning how to ride a bike and playing by the nearby stream. But she also had many strange ones. For instance, Francine and Decoy owned the psychiatric institution that was right next door to the house. And my mom remembers seeing some of the patients running outside completely naked. Although surprising at first, her and her siblings got used to it but none of them could explain away what happened on the night of Decoy's ex-wife's death anniversary. So Decoy was a Moncadista, a member of the Filipino Crusaders World Army, which was a cult started by the politician and mystic Hilario Camino Moncado. His followers believed that he was a prophet with supernatural powers. He claimed that he had the ability to heal the sick. You can always spot a Moncadista because of their long hair and beards, as it was against their beliefs to cut it. My mother remembers Decoy being very strong for his age. Perhaps that was due to the skeleton he kept underneath his bed, which according to the Moncadistas, the bones of the deceased would give you strength. I heard that the skeleton under his bed is his ex-wife, some people said. But my mom never saw the skeleton. Decoy kept the master bedroom locked at all times with a giant padlock on the outside. Who was he trying to keep out or in? 
One night, my grandparents were about to leave the kids in the house by themselves. It was the death anniversary of Decoy's ex-wife and they were going to go to a celebration in her honor. The kids were a little scared to be left alone for the first time and so Decoy's granddaughter left her little dog with them. Don't worry, he'll protect you, she said jokingly. So my grandparents drove away and my mom and her siblings were left alone in the house. They were watching TV when all of a sudden, a chill shot up my mom's spine. The TV went white and the power in the house went out. Then the dog ran over to the bedroom door and started barking and running around in circles. The door to the locked bedroom began shaking violently. Nothing else in the house was rattling and there were no windows open and no wind blowing. It looked like someone was trying to get out. It's Decoy's ex-wife. They screamed and ran out of the house right when their parents were pulling into the driveway. The kids were crying and trying to tell them what happened. Decoy's granddaughter tried to calm them down and went inside the house to get her dog. She didn't come back out for a few minutes, but when she did, she was in tears. I just, I just saw, saw my, my grandmother. Children can have pretty wild imaginations, so no one bats an eye when a kid starts playing with an imaginary friend of theirs. They start telling you about their exciting adventures, and you smile and nod and say, that's great. But sometimes those stories can be oddly specific and detailed. Our final story for today is a true experience that happened to a family friend. Decades ago, a baby was born in a small village in the Philippines, two months earlier than she was expected. Because she was so small, they nicknamed her Baby. Baby and her older cousin were very close, practically sisters. When Baby was about four years old, she would go off on her own a lot. Where were you? Her cousin would ask her. She was about seven at the time. Playing with Sven, she'd reply. Who's Sven? My friend. Her cousin assumed it was an imaginary friend because they lived in a very small village up in the mountains and she was pretty sure there were no children named Sven nearby. But she did find it a very odd name choice. So what did you and Sven do? We went in his flying machine with a spinning top. It makes a lot of noise. We flew in the sky and went over the water. Sounds fun, her cousin replied. She had no idea what she was talking about. The next time baby disappeared, it was for a longer period of time than the last. And where were you today? With Sven. He has these clothes that you wear underwater so you can breathe and you don't get wet. I saw lots of pretty fish. Sounds fun. Again, she had no idea what she was talking about. Then one day, baby and her cousin were walking down the street and baby pointed at a tree. That's Sven's house. He took me to visit his mom and dad. They have a really nice house and they have this snake and he can paint really pretty designs with his tongue on these plates. And that's when her cousin knew something wasn't right. See, some Catholics believe that the snake is a sign of the devil. And so she went to baby's mom and told her all about baby's stories. They must be Encantos, baby's mother said. Encantos are the enchanted ones, beings that only show themselves to people they like. Baby didn't have books or TV to give her the type of details that she was saying in her stories. So her family believed that she must be possessed by some sort of spirit. They decided that baby needed to be taken to the church to receive the rite of exorcism. 
Thanks to horror movies, exorcisms have been portrayed as rituals to expel demons that are possessing a human being. But they were also performed to protect an individual who might be susceptible to the devil. Begone, Satan, inventor and master of all deceit, enemy of man's salvation. After the ritual, Baby no longer went missing for periods of time. When asked about her friend Sven, she had no idea what anyone was talking about. Did she grow out of a face? Or did the ritual actually remove something from her? Years later, when Baby's cousin was much older and was living in the US, she saw a National Geographic magazine for the first time. And that's when she saw the flying machine with a spinning top and the clothes for being underwater. If you asked her today, Baby has absolutely no recollection of those adventures she went on, or her friend Sven, but her family sure does. So if Baby wasn't friends with Anne in Kanto, how does she know about helicopters and wetsuits? Things she had never seen before. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com slash snarled. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, visit patreon.com slash snarled. Until next time, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.